Welcome into the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike here with Micah for another episode. It's a fun one today. We're talking all-star selection. It's one of my favorite times of the years just because we always get to... I used to love watching the dunk contest and the three-point contest on Saturday night. Uh, the dunk contest hasn't been the same in the past couple of years. That Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine was probably the last good one we had in the all-star game. When you're young, it's always just so cool to see your favorite players pay, uh, playing together as you get older. It's not as cool, but they've gone to a new system of drafting, and now it's starting to bring a little bit of excitement back. Before we get into our all-star selections at this point in the season, Micah, I wanted to start with another topic, and that was the rookie sophomore game. Mm-hmm. We know Zion Williamson is coming back this week, and it will probably be about a month he gets to play until that game. If you're the NBA, do you invite Zion to the rookie sophomore game? Even though there are a lot of players out there that have played a lot more games than him during uh, during his rookie season, compared to him in his rookie season. Are you saying, you know what, he's a draw, he's a superstar, we have to put him in? Or are you making him wait? Man, um, I think it's a no-brainer. You have to get Zion in a game like this. If you want to talk about uh, a typical rookie showcase and who the stars will be coming up in the league and who you have looking forward to, like, I think without a doubt you have to have the number one pick. You have to have the guy who has been really just taking over the basketball landscape for the last two years on a on a high school and a collegiate level, man. Without Zion Williamson, it's kind of just like, yeah, we see all the great talent coming in and we see the guys who are actually playing and playing well, but Zion's the biggest name still. There's guys – this guy like Darius Garland, who not a lot of people, the casual fan, might not know. And yes, he's balling, but the name value of the guy like Zion Williamson is just—he—he's—he's he's too powerful of a guy not to bring into that game. And I think if you're in the league and you want ratings on a national level, you bring in Zion Williamson because he is the most notable name to come out the draft, and really the one of the most notable high school and college players of really the last decade. So having Zion Williamson in it's bad—it's bad TV, and it's the NBA not really caring about their product, in my opinion. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't care if he played three games before. I don't even know if they'll, the Pelicans will allow him to play in that, but in any way, you have to get a minute because it's basically a glorified dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Nobody really watches Friday night anyway. I mean, you have the Celebrity All-Star game, and then you get your rookie sophomore game, which is now USA versus the world. But whatever it is there, like, you've you got to make sure you get somebody like that with just high-flying ability that can bring your eyes to uh, bring viewers to the game everybody's going to be interested because, I mean, for me, I thought coming into the season, Zion was going to be an all-star just based off of his fanfare, how good he was in summer league, how good he was in college. Obviously, he's been hurt, and he's not going to be able to get into the actual all-star game. So this is as close as we're getting this year. If this is as close as we're getting, you have to try to find a way to get him in there. He's not doing the dunk contest. He's not doing any of that. So the next best option is the rookie sophomore game, and I think we have to find a way to get him in it. Whether it's him only playing a month before it, oh, well, if I have to push out somebody that's been okay and uh, maybe a Duncan Robinson, like, mm-hmm. or, 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 I mean, uh, Kendrick Nunn or somebody that's that's been a good rookie, not a great rookie or something, somebody that we just have to – Brandon Clark from the Charlotte Hornets who's had a pretty decent rookie season, but he's not drawing in the fans that Zion is. Everybody be watching Zion if he's in that game. So if you're the NBA, 100% try to get – um. You try to get Zion into that game. But let's move on to the actual All-Star game. Mike, I'll start with you here. 
Give me your starting five and why you have these players in your starting five in the Eastern Conference. All right, man. So um, this is probably one of the hardest things. This is East um, kind of picking who the All-Stars were, starters and um, starters down to the reserves, even to, like, replacement possible players. But so um, let's go. So my guard for the Eastern Conference starting will be Trey Young. He is um, – if I believe, I think he is what either fifth maybe in votes or fourth in votes. Um, and not just that, his play is is absolutely been great this season. Um, and you know the Hawks. I wish they had a better record to suit, but it'll come in time. Um, my two is Kemba Walker. Um, I had trouble with this because if Bradley Beal had the Wizards playing better, it would be Bradley Beal. But uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So my two is Kemba Walker. My three is um, it'll be up for debate probably, but I actually have Jimmy Butler uh, over a guy like Pascal Siakam. Um, my four is Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's no, <laughs> there's no arguing that he is the best player um, in basketball, the most valuable player. And my number five will be Joel Embiid. All right, I went with Kemba as my uh, Kemba and Trey Young as my guards. Mm-hmm. I thought. I thought Bradley Bill has potential to get to get that spot. I mean, he dealing with a team that has a lot more injuries, no expectations, and he was still balling. The reason why I didn't put Bradley Bill in as a starter was because of the last two and a half, three weeks of him just being hurt. Mm-hmm. Wasn't able to play, weren't really able to do anything. If we did this podcast maybe before he got hurt, he probably would have been my two guard just because I don't really think there's any other guard that's really – better than him in Shoot. the people that are getting votes. Yeah. Like looking at the voting right now, it's um he's Trae Young. Yeah, he's below a lot of people right now. Yeah, Trey Young, Kyrie, Kemba, and I mean you can make an argument. Kyrie hasn't played at all, so I, I don't really know. He's just a fan favorite, so that's why he's number two. But he's I would put him over Derek Rose. I'd put him over Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. I'd put him over Zach Levine. Jalen Brown maybe not and Ben Simmons probably not, but I, I think he there was a chance he could have snuck in there as my two guard. I, I was also torn between Ben Simmons there as uh, a number two guard for for Eastern starters, but I went with Trey Young and Kemba. You t- talked about it. It was Siakam or Jimmy Butler. I went with Siakam because he is the best player on the uh, on the Toronto Raptors. You can tell how good he's got, and I think he's just a better player than Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. and that's why I went with uh, Siakam over Jimmy. Embiid and Giannis, those two are pretty locked in. Like you said, Giannis is the best player in the league. So with your starters being locked in, then who did you have as your reserves in their Eastern Conference? Yeah, man. So uh, if we want to like do a six-man and probably the next best up, I'll have to do Pascal Siakam, like you mentioned and like I mentioned. It was either him or Jimmy for that for that three-role, in a sense, that first uh, forward position. And I, I, I personally like Jimmy in that role a little bit more just because of what he's done record-wise. But the Raptors aren't that far away from them. So if we see some things or uh, some shakeups in the rankings, it, it probably happens with Pascal Siakam uh, starting. Um, so I'll just run down the rest of my reserves. So I have Pascal Siakam, uh, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, and making his way because he is a fan favorite. I got to throw Kyrie Irving in there, man. Um, it's Kyrie, bro. I mean, you. If he's healthy and he plays these last three weeks at a high level, he'll be – and he won't be a starter, in my opinion, because he didn't deserve it, but he'll find his way in the All-Star game. Yeah, if he was healthy from the oh, he's a starter. Of the season, he's a starter automatically. Yeah, it's him so and Trey Young. Sense, a problem. Yeah, it makes sense why he's – um makes sense why he, he's in there, even though he was hurt. Almost like a Zion situation, mm-hmm. where you just love to see somebody with those type of handles that in a game like that, in an All-Star game. My reserves, 
pretty similar. I have Beal. I have Kyrie. I have Jason Tatum. I do have Andre Drummond, mm. DeMontis Sabonis, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. Um, my reasoning for Drummond is that Drummond is he's a twenty twenty. He's essentially a twenty twenty guy, just on a really bad team. If I'm adding in Bradley Beal, I don't see why I wouldn't want to add in Andre Drummond. Um, this season is averaging seventeen and sixteen, seventeen points uh, and sixteen rebounds, which is insane on a terrible team. So I, I gave him the nod. And Sabonis, they don't have Victor Oladipo, and they are one of the best teams in uh, Eastern yeah. Conference. Yes, I could probably think Malcolm Brogdon, but he's also been hurt. Uh, Sabonis is averaging 18 and 13. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's, that's big-time numbers there for, um, for Sabonis. So I think this is maybe his only opportunity. Like, that's how I think about it, too. Like, next year may be a little bit tougher for Sabonis to find his way into it, especially once Victor Oladipo comes back. So I was like, let me give him the opportunity now while he can, and he is, um, he's going to be an all-star for me. Bam, it's simple. I mean, Mike, I've been saying this for yeah. a long time. Bam's a top five big in the NBA right now. And I think by next season, he'll be a top three big in the NBA and potentially battling with Embiid for that starting role. He's gotten better each and every each and every game uh, since he got into the league, and I just think he de- he's deserving. And like you said, Jimmy Butler, that's that's real nice and easy. It's you had Siak- you had Jimmy Butler, I had Siakam. You could have flipped those either way. I would have been would have been fine with it. Um, and then Jason Tatum, I just think Jason Tatum after getting under Kyrie uh, after like being away from Kyrie shadow, that team has been able to, to come out and, sh- and show out uh, what they can actually do this year. I think they're deserving of two all-stars and potentially even Jalen Brown. If mm-hmm. you get into a situation where somebody else is hurt, you can get three, three uh, Celtics player in the all-star game. Cause I do believe they're one of the, the best teams in the NBA, but moving on to the Western conference starters, this was pretty easy, Micah, but Give me, give me your five. Yeah, man. Um, there should be no doubt with this. Um, at all, really. If you're not sure about this, then what are you doing, really? Well, you're not watching the NBA, <laughs> but this is season. But uh, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. It runs five. It's pretty easy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no conversation here. LeBron and AD are in the best team in the West. They're two superstars. They've been crazy going at it. I mean. There's there's no argument for that one. Kawhi, Clippers, one of the best teams in the NBA. He's the best player on the best team. Finals MVP from last year. Uh, Harden, scoring at an insane rate. Rockets are a top four seed in, or top five seed in the Western Conference, and he's been doing his job. And Luka, I mean, what what can't you say about Luka? He's, I think he's that the next superstar up for the NBA, the way that he plays. I know people are going to bash the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, they have a star in themselves with Trey Young and, but they missed out on Luca. Yeah, <laughs> and Luca is a next level type of player. So I think the West starting five is pretty set. Nothing crazy gonna happen unless we have an injury. Hopefully we don't, so we can get all of those stars in it. But moving on to the bench, Michael, who do you have as your bench? Yeah, man. So um, I'm gonna say, and then I'm gonna preface two of these with uh guys who could possibly sneak in there if they uh kind of drop their player, get hurt. So um. Kind of the locks for me in this position are uh, guys like Paul George, Damian Lillard, uh, Nikola Jokic, um, guy like Russell Westbrook, Carl Anthony Towns, Donovan Mitchell. And then there's a little bit of like for this last really position, two positions, it's, it's a little weird. So I personally think Devin Booker would get in, but I would not be surprised if you see a guy like Brandon Ingram sneak in there. Uh, Brandon Ingram has been amazing this season. He's a top 10 scorer. 
Um, he has got the Pelicans pretty competitive, and they're not too far out of an eighth seed. Well, they'll be battling definitely with uh, with the uh, with what really the Grizzlies, Oklahoma City Thunder, kind of in those positions to kind of see who kind of comes out and prevails for the eighth and seventh seeds. And watch out for a guy like John Moran, man. Uh, you were talking about it a little bit earlier. You mentioned that he's kind of a sleeper to get in there, and um, he is actually at the bottom of the guards for fan vote, and I can see his stocks really start to rise over guys who are kind of like um, really guys like D'Angelo Russell and things like that, Stephen Curry, who's obviously been hurt, Alex Caruso. You can see his name really start to rise up as a potential guy to actually make it into the game. He's been, without a doubt, the rookie of the year this year. Yeah, for me, I have a little bit different. PG, Jokic, Kat, uh, Russell Westbrook, and Damian Lillard. Those are, I think we can all agree mm-hmm. that those, those are the locks, yeah. Lots of the all-star game. My last two, I went with Brandon Ingram. I mean, he's been balling. I, I, I'll say it, last year I was not a Brandon Ingram fan, but I didn't new scenery, either, new, new team and everything. Brandon Ingram has shown out in a big way, and I think he's deserving of the all-star game for the Pelicans. And before the podcast, when we were talking about this, I went with Devin Booker. I changed to John Morant. Mm. Off the simple fact that John Morant is a rookie coming into the league, and he has his team in the eighth seed in the NBA. Devin Booker, we've been saying, yeah, he doesn't have players around him. Yeah, this year, that. We've been making excuses for him. But let's look at it at this point. He has DeAndre Ayton. He has Ricky Rubio. Uh, he has, he has, uh, he's no longer on a team where they don't have a point guard. He's no longer a team where they don't have a big man, where it's just Alex Len. They have Aaron Baines, who's been pretty good. They got Mikael Bridges from, uh, from uh, uh, the Grizzlies. Check Diallo. Like Ty Jerome, Cam Johnson was uh, a lottery pick for them last year. So they have good players. Kelly Oubre. I mean, mm-hmm. Dario Saric. These are, these are good names. And this team is, yeah, 17 and, tw- 17 and um, 20-something. It, it, I just don't, I don't really get it. They're 17 and 24, while the Grizzlies are 20 and 22. I would say, looking at it roster construction-wise, the Suns may have a better roster than the Grizzlies themselves. Because the Grizzlies, besides Jaw and... Jaron Jackson Jr. They don't really have anybody that stands out to you in a big way. Yeah, Brandon Clark has showed up and Jake Crowder, but besides that, like you don't have anybody that's that's a game changer. Josh Jackson, nobody wanted him a year ago, so it's I think it's just the way that he's been able to help his team that I'm putting him in as that last spot versus Devin Booker. I mean, you could flip him back and forth, and I think if there's an injury, there's a potential that both of them can get into mm-hmm. the All Star game. But I do believe that. Uh, I do believe that Ja can be can be a serious riser. But going off of that question, Micah, is there somebody in the East or the West that you have that's not really talked about right now, or maybe there's a little bit of buzz that you can see in the next couple of weeks starting to rise, or maybe just becoming a reserve if um, if an injury occurs or something that you weren't really thinking about. Yeah, man. So, um, and you mentioned it, but I don't think a lot of people are really considering this. But Jalen Brown might find his way into the All Star game. Given the fact that the Celtics are playing great basketball, and in my opinion, they're one of the top four teams um, in the league. They're currently third in the East right now. I can see a guy like Jalen Brown, if they continue this play and they possibly, if they level up the heat and get that two seed, I can see a guy like Jalen Brown getting in. They might be rewarded with another guy in the All-Star game. It's not too far out of the realm of possibility. And um, just a reminder, uh, Kyle Lowry, yes, we. I've, I've been personally a guy that's always – crashed on Kyle Lowry, and I, I've said what I've said about Kyle Lowry, but he's consistent, man, and yeah. he's another guy who he's always a safe pick for an all-star 
team. Um, he's really been doing it for the last half of the decade with the uh, Raptors. He's he's just consistent. I have nothing else really to say, man. If you want a safe pick, Kyle Lowry might be in there too. For me, I'm going with Porzingis. Mm. I think Porzingis is averaging about 17 and 10 on the season. And if because the front court is so loaded right now with LeBron, AD, Kawhi, PG, Jokic, mm-hmm. Kat, and Brandon Ingram, if in some situation maybe Jokic or Kat, Kat, Kat has been injured for a while, if Kat can't go or maybe Brandon Ingram doesn't make it, I can see Chris Porzingis rising because the Dallas Mavericks are a pretty good team. Number six in the West right now, if they can maybe sneak up to a four or five seed within the next couple of weeks, maybe he has a big game here or there. I could see him as a riser, as a potential riser that can find his way into the all-star game. But it's going to be a fun one. It's it's starting to get kind of weird, Michael. We're seeing a new just a new class of all-star. Like we were so used to like, okay, all-star games coming around, LeBron, Wade, Mello, mm-hmm. uh, CP3. Oh, we didn't talk about Chris Paul, Micah. Uh, the yeah. weird for, I didn't even I was I was just going through. I was like, wait, wait, wait. The Oklahoma City Thunder are the current seventh seed after <laughs> the whole offseason. It was proclaimed that OKC was not gonna be in the NBA playoffs or even be a top team in the NBA. With the way that CP3 and maybe Shy has been playing, could you see one of them making the All-Star game? You know. And it's interesting you thought about it. We didn't have any representation from one of the surprising teams, a current 7C, like you said. Um, I think I may be switching out John Morant for CP3. Yeah, I, a guy like CP3 who has almost really reworked his image. I mean, a lot of people were kind of down CP3, especially because that, that Houston Rockets experiment. Um, He didn't necessarily mesh with Harden the way we thought he would. And going into last season, it was kind of like, all right, maybe CP3 is the problem. But with the Thunder, bro? He's playing some great basketball, and he's really being the leader we all know he is. And he, he's just playing great basketball. And a guy like uh, Shy, he's just consistent scoring, consistent points, playing really good basketball along with um, CB3. That backport is one of the best, really, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say a top five, but they're definitely a top ten backcourt this season, and they're playing really well, so. I like CP3. He might get the veteran pick just because you know uh, coaches and things like that respect him. He he's earned it. I would say. Damn, I feel bad. I mean, we did prep <laughs> before this, and I didn't even think about CP3. I'm switching it. John Morant is now on the outside looking, and I'm putting in CP3 in because this could be potentially his last All Star game mm-hmm. as a true All Star. Because we know we did the BS last year with Dwayne Wade and Dirk getting in. Uh, I don't think we're I don't think we're doing that this year. I think CP3 is an actual All Star. This will be his last one, and I think he deserves it. I mean, he doesn't have the numbers that flash. He's averaging 16-5 and five on the season with uh, six-and-a-half assists, but he's teaching. His team is in a good position. Nobody thought they would be good. They're the seventh seed now. I, I have to put in Chris Paul. And, I, yeah, I, I, just, I just think that OKC as a whole is maybe getting a little bit disrespected here off of just what, like what we thought they were going to be in the beginning of the season until now, and – Nobody's really talking about them. We do talk about the Mavs and the Grizzlies, but OKC has been very, very consistent throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, Chris Paul gets that nod for me as, uh, as that last player, last player in on my actual All Star team, which ends up pushing John Morant out and moves Devin Booker even further. You said it before the podcast, but you compared Devin Booker to Damian Lillard at this point. You said that they're. It's kind of the same where Damian Lillard is such a good player, but people aren't respecting him. 
there could be another season here where Devin Booker doesn't make it in. And if Devin Booker doesn't make it in this year, we could be talking about a Mike Conley situation because John Morant, uh, I'm almost certain he's going to be a all-star next year and Luca's going to be there. And you can just always be like, ah, Devin Booker is always that odd man out. And Mike Conley was never able to do it and mm-hmm. get an all-star game. And he was on a Grizzlies team that wasn't too good. Devin Booker now on a Suns team that is not amazing by any means. He could, he could always find himself as that last person out on the all-star on the all-star team, but it should be, it definitely should be a fun couple of weeks when it comes to trying to figure out where exactly everybody's being placed. I know the all-star game is always, is always fun. Micah, this year, I know we're, we're sticking with the captains again and stuff like that. Have you enjoyed the remake of the all-star game where they've gone from East to West to now we get captains that pick their own squad? You know, I think it was a necessary change. I really do think it was a necessary change. Yes. The, the East versus the West is what I grew up on, and it was one of the most glorified things, in, in my opinion, in sports, seeing the All-Star game, which is oh, like, yeah. it was religion, bro. I was sitting there, like you said, All-Star weekend. I was watching everything from Friday to Sunday night. I was trying to do the dunks on the little likes court that time. Like, it was like Nate that. Robinson yeah, and it was, Dwight Howard. It was, yeah. it was great TV, but all the All-Star games across sports have kind of got stagnant, and you have to invigorate it some way, at least with this. And please... NBA, put this on TV. Please let them pick on TV, like, the whole thing. Make it a live thing. We're all sitting in watching this. Don't just stream it online. Don't do whatever you do. Make it interactive for the fans, because these guys are obviously voting for them. Um, I think it was a necessary change, bro. I mean, yes, these guys want to get the Eastern and Western Conference bids, but at least, let you know, make it a little more interesting. Let the fans, um, you know, uh, let the fans swap teams, but let the players kind of pick who they want, and, you know, just pick a basketball, man. We're not really expecting a real game, so I'm fine with it. I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm the same way. I, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I grew up with East and West, but this is cool. They're trying to make it fun again, and yeah, that's the best way. I, I don't know what happened over the past couple of years where the game just became so non-competitive. Like, when you watch the tapes back in the 90s, they used to try in that all-star oh, yeah. game. MJ would be sweating. Like, it, it's a real game now. Everybody's buddy-buddy, and I think that's the biggest difference between the 90s and now. There was true hate. Versus not really hate anymore, but hey, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to watch it. I'll, I'll still watch the dunk contest. I'll still watch uh, the All-Star game, and I'll still watch I'll still watch all the festivities of our All-Star weekend. But that'll do it for here. us here on this podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to break down the conference finals. We have some good matches between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans, and then we have the Packers and the 49ers. But for Mike and for Micah, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.